Sure. Um, I think that's a great question because I think it's important for each individual to define success for themselves. And that was something I learned almost looking back on on my career and my choices. Um, and it wasn't something that I was intentionally doing at the time. But looking back, I had never really bought into kind of society's definition of success when it came to either my life or my career. So I always had a sense of what was enough for me. And I never kind of got uh, onto that treadmill of always wanting more and more and more. So actually, when I did work uh, in a corporate setting, I had turned down a couple of promotions because to me, it was more important to have work-life balance um, than to earn more money necessarily or to have kind of that external validation of a certain title or, you know, making my way up the corporate ladder. So only when taking these promotions aligned with my personal goals, did I start to accept promotions. So I did end up working my way up, but with the intention of saving towards being able to leave that job eventually. So now for me, um, during financial coaching, success is measured by how many people I can help. Um, And in order to do that, I have invested in courses, I have invested in coaches, I have invested in programs. So to answer your question, how have I achieved my success has definitely been with the help of people who have gone before me and who have learned these things the hard way and have now kind of passed along their knowledge. And um, having someone to be able to bounce ideas off of or like I've never started a business before. So having someone who's not only uh, started their own business, but actually started a financial coaching business. So I took this financial coaching program um, has just kind of launched me in a way that if I was just trying to figure it out on my own, I never would have been able to get as far as fast as I have. I love that you bring that up, investing in ourselves. And I can so relate with that because before I launched the VIP membership, like I hired my first business coach because like you said, I was just like you. I never started a business before. I was like, okay, like, what do I do? Yeah. <laughs> you go to the experts. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I love that. And Another thing I do know about you is that you've been attending quite frequently the networking events. So for you, I know that making connections is just mm-hmm. an important part of your business, right? Yes, for sure. And that's another thing that I learned along the way is how important it is to have um, lots of connections, uh, even just for um, my clients mm-hmm. to be able to have access to other professionals that can help them along their journey um, with things like investments or retirement planning or things like that. Um, The more people you know, again, the farther you're able to go uh, faster. Yes. And, you know, I've noticed your consistency in attending the networking events. And you know what? Sometimes we don't always feel like it because, you know, it is work, but we do need to work our butts off to the move forward in our businesses and I see that and I just want to like shout that out so that everybody here really um, gets inspired by this because I think it's just so important and another thing that does is by attending these networking events frequently it also 
um, gets your audit audience to trust you more because you're showing up right consistently and that's sort of mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. room. And it's just, I actually, I'm lucky that I, um, I tend to be extroverted. So um, usually I enjoy, you know, meeting new people and getting to build these relationships. So it, it's for me feels less like work, which is nice. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's true. It's so nice to just connect with people, especially with, you know, given the past couple of years, what we fit through. So being mm-hmm. able to do it is always super convenient. All right. Next question I wanted to ask you, uh, could you share some of your biggest wins in your business or your career? I know you said you have a big background in the corporate world as well. So it could be something there as well that you'd like to share. Um, actually, I feel like my biggest win from the corporate world was my ability to set those boundaries and to make those decisions that benefited me and not feel pressured to follow, you know, the path that everyone else might think is the natural course to take. Um, so I feel like being able to, uh, like I say, say no when opportunities presented themselves that didn't fit my lifestyle um, and that didn't work with my personal goals. Um, And then being able to transition from the corporate world to having my own business to me is the biggest um, win that I've achieved in my career. Um, It really feels good to be able to help people. um, And when in any business, if you, you know, you're maybe six degrees away from the person that you're helping potentially. And for me, it just wasn't enough. Um, It wasn't enough of a connection to like the front lines actually helping people for me to be able to stick it out in that kind of corporate environment. Um, So being able to transition and the way that I did that was essentially living below my means and saving enough to be able to live off of while I made this transition to starting my own business. Um, So yeah, for sure. uh, Making that transition has been the biggest career win for me. I love that. It is that something that you help um, the women in your coaching program. Like some, I know a lot of us are thinking about making that transition, but it's super scary. Right. So uh, do you help your, uh, clients with that sort of transition? Um, For me, it's whatever their goal is. So that was my goal. Um, Like for someone else, it might be just getting out of debt. Uh, So my philosophy is that money is a tool and money gives you options. So for you, it may not be that you, you know, want out of your job, but it might be that you want to take more vacations. Like it could be anything that um, managing your money can help you achieve. So, um, yeah, it just really opens up a world of opportunities and options when you're able to uh, manage your money in a way that you're able to save for whatever your goals and your priorities are. Oh, absolutely. And that's true. Uh, that's that's a really good point. We're all at different different points, right? Not everybody. I just think I'm just thinking right off the top of my mind because I meet a lot of women that are uh, kind of, should I, well, I, I had to make that decision for myself a few months ago. It's like, okay, either I launch my business or I go back to corporate, which I was like, heck no, not going back there again. No, 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 no. <laughs> so that was the number one I made. 
Um, it's hard work, but sure worth it, right? Like I'm sure you feel so much better now not being in that like hamster wheel of corporate environment. It's so funny because um, one of my backup plans, should things not work out, was I could always go back and work in a corporate job again. And once I left, um, I mean, there's so many elements to starting your own business that are new and unfamiliar. So, you know, as the sole business owner, you have to do all of the marketing, all of the sales, all of the bookkeeping. And it's things that you don't necessarily think about because you think, I'm just going to help people with their money. (laughs) But you're going to do so many more things. So it's a lot of new and uncomfortable things. But whenever I have had the thought, ooh, this is uh, scary, this is uncomfortable, I always think I would so much rather experience this discomfort than the discomfort that came from that environment of um, being, you know, under high pressure deadlines and just looking forward to that, you know, for accountants, quarter ends are a a big stressful time and they happen frequently. So when I, when I think about that lifestyle versus the type of discomfort that I experience um, as an entrepreneur, I always think I'd rat, I choose this, I choose this discomfort (laughs) for that discomfort. Mm -hmm. Yes. 100%. And are you the type like, you don't like being micromanaged? <laughs> uh, you know what? It's been a while since I was micromanaged and it was, uh, yeah, not a pleasant experience. Same <laughs> uh, way, it's like I would be sitting on my desk and my boss would come by and try to tell me how to be organized. But then when something kind of blew up and she needed to find something, she'd be coming running after me and being like, can you find it? <laughs> you know what? The- for me, the people that I worked with were the best part. It was just, like I say, it was just the whole um, expectation. It was really the expectation of the overtime. And now you are um, sacrificing. You're sacrificing your time and your um, your personal life for the company. So if, it's more of the being able to set my own schedule and take vacations whenever I want and being able to schedule my time so I know when the not, when I have free time and things like that. That was more of the, the driver for me. Um, I was very lucky in the end to be working with some lovely people. <laughs> Absolutely. And I know a lot of us are struggling with that time factor, especially now that a lot of us now are being asked to be back in the office and yeah. You know, with inflation, too, it's like, all right, some of us don't, you know, live that close to work anymore. And we've gotten so used to not commuting. Like, it's expensive to go to and from work. Say you live in Niagara Niagara, and you have to go to Toronto every day. Like, some of us do make that big commute. And it's just now we got to factor in inflation plus the cost of transportation, getting to and from work and time, right? And the time. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't miss that at all. Um, I'm better when pregnant with my son. That was really when I made the decision to myself, like, I'm not going to continue with this anymore because I'd have to take the go train to and from work every day. And I was really pregnant. I was big. People were like, are you have twins? Like, there it is. 
like <laughs> but like my ankles are all swollen and it's just like no sympathy like none whatsoever like I didn't even get the ability to work from home and when they and I used to before I was pregnant so why would they take that away when I became pregnant all of a sudden like it made zero sense and then yeah. I was like okay yeah this is just really not fun at all and yeah anyways I'm gonna stop now <laughs> I go on the stuff um can you uh look we'll get more into the fi- financial um coaching that you do and I would like to know how does a money plan help us exactly um I always say that you should give every dollar a job so by creating a plan for your money um it's much more forward looking than backward looking if you tend to um use a credit card and carry a credit card balance you are essentially always trying to catch up with your past purchases um so by having a plan you're looking forward instead of spending every dollar that you earn every month um which gets you into trouble when a big expense pops up down the road that you haven't been planning for you're prepared um and it's a good way to set aside savings like when you do prioritize um what's most important to you i think a lot of people try to prioritize everything that they enjoy like all of their wants um but there's that saying if you prioritize everything you're prioritizing nothing um So by creating a plan, you're essentially deciding what's most important to you and how you want to allocate your money so that you can have those things. Um, I had a client recently say that they had gone through their credit card and highlighted everything that they purchased that they didn't really need. And that just really brings to your attention where that money could have been better spent on something that means more to you. So for me, it's not that you shouldn't spend any money ever. It's just that you should take the time to be clear about um, what what you really want. What really brings you joy is what I always say. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, it's uh, traveling. I travel a lot. Um, it's not eating out. So it's very easy for me to sacrifice restaurants. I don't I feel like at least 50% of the time, I'm just disappointed. <laughs> yeah. Um, the prices have gone up again, right? The restaurants too. Right. So you pay all this money and you think, mm, like, that was okay. Um, but going on trips and things like that, um, I always enjoy. And especially if I'm doing it with friends and family. So uh, by making a plan, you decide this is where I want my money to work for me and you're prepared down the road for when those expenses you know come to happen yeah oh that makes so much sense and I think a lot of us tend to live beyond our means right like it's just way beyond what we can afford and that's these credit cards that's what it could do right it's like okay well I'll put it on it's it's, it's a quick fix I guess it's a quick And then it causes stress. You have the thing that you want right away without having to wait. But then you, the credit card bill comes and you think, oh, I'm not going to be able to pay this balance off. I guess I'll be paying this off for the foreseeable future. 
And that's always kind of hanging over your head, I find. So I had credit card debt when I was um, when I was in my 20s after I graduated university. And I remember that feeling of trying so hard to pay it off. And then at the end of the month, because I didn't have a plan, I didn't hadn't done the math, <laughs> I would just try to throw money at it. And then at the end of the month, I would have bills to pay and I would have things, you know, I would have to buy groceries and I wouldn't have enough money left. And then I'd be back to using the credit card. And it's just such a stressful way to live because in the back of your mind, you're always thinking, like, where, do, when does this end? Um, weight on your shoulders. Like, it's a constant weight. And you're like, I want this gone, but I don't know. We just continue to do the same things over and over. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and 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 that's where you come in, right? And uh, for anybody watching, if you're feeling stressed or worried or guilty about your finances, uh, please do reach out to Sarah. And um, wanted to ask you another question. So, how can we find that peace and calm in our finances? And um, what troubles can we would we kind of expect? as we move forward in that. So uh, just as you were just saying, like creating a plan is definitely the first step. But if you don't change your habits, you're going to end up uh, usually ignoring the plan is what happens. Um, and uh, it needs to be something flexible and fluid so that as um, changes to your finances, inflation is a great example. Mm -hmm. um, because what you were budgeting, like I personally have a variable mortgage. So I feel like every month I'm getting a letter from the mortgage company saying your mortgage payments going up. Oh, good. You need to have that flexibility yeah. built in so that you know where you can make changes and adjustments when things like that happen. Food is more expensive. Um, so if you, even if you make a plan and you never look at it again, changes are going to happen to you and to your expenses um, outside of your control. Mm -hmm. So it needs to be something that you're kind of constantly um, looking at, tweaking, dealing with. Um, and if you struggle with debt um, and overspending, um, another thing that really holds people back is really just their, their money stories that they're telling themselves. And another thing that I've uh, always said is that we don't, we aren't born with any sort of information about money. Like it's, it's a, a social construct, if you will. So it's not something that is instinctive or intuitive. And everything that you think and believe about money is something that you heard somewhere yeah. over the course of your lifetime. So it's what you've kind of adopted as your own beliefs from what you've heard. Um, and that can really hold people back more than people realize. Money is very emotional. Um, so that's another benefit of having a plan is that it kind of takes the emotion out of it. It's not like, do I impulsively make this choice because it feels good in the moment? You can just look at your numbers and you know whether you set aside money for that purchase or not. And you can be flexible and move money around um, if that works for you, as long as you're not, you know, what is it? stealing from Peter to pay Paul um, mm -hmm. constantly, like leaving yourself short, you can always say, okay, I spent a little less in this category and I can take from here and allocate to here. But it's 
it's the paying attention and um, having the plan and following through with it. But the the hardest part, I think, is is changing the habits um, because um, when I did have credit card debt, uh, my dad actually paid it off for me so that I could repay him and not have to pay interest. And so, oh, wow. and he was he was doing me a wonderful, generous favor, so I would in theory save money. But I didn't change any of my spending habits, and I kept using the credit card, and then I oh, owed both. So that's when I decided, and when you owe money to a family member and they see you like taking a vacation, <laughs> you feel so much extra guilt because you think, ooh, I could be, but of course that vacation was going on the credit card. So it's not like I even had the money to pay him back if I wanted to. So that stress and that guilt was the motivation I needed to actually make changes and learn to live within my means. And I'm very lucky that I learned that lesson when the stakes were low because I wasn't earning a lot of money. I didn't have access to a lot of credit. So I got my money management skills um, under control when, and you know, I what people weren't giving me tens of thousands of dollars to, <laughs> um, come to borrow. They just keep dishing out more and more because they know you're going to spend it. Yes. Exactly. And it can lead people to get on this cycle of using debt, trying to pay it off, using it for more purchases and trying to pay it off. So um, some of the main obstacles, I would say, are going to be unexpected expenses um, that you hadn't planned for. And some of the money mindset stuff um, that you, you know the right thing to do. Um, but you, for some reason, find yourself making the same choices over and over again. Absolutely. And thank you so much for sharing your personal story and being brave enough to share that with us. It's super inspiring. I know a lot of us might be in that situation and it might not even be a lot of debt, but you're looking for a way to get out. And so, yes, thank you so much for sharing that with us. And um, to conclude this interview today, um, can you share with us maybe the biggest lesson you've learned? I know you've kind of already shared a little bit about that, um, but just something that you would like some um, everybody to walk away with today. That uh, And thank you, everyone, for watching today, by the way. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, I think the biggest lesson is sounds very simple, but it's just to spend less than you make and invest the difference. And eventually your money starts working for you. Um, and then also in that vein, um, to pay yourself first. So before the money hits your bank account, if, if you can, especially if you have a workplace, um, match, then definitely contribute to that. Take the free money that your company gives you. (laughs) Oh, those are, and then that, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, if you never see the money, you don't get used to, having access to it to be able to spend it so um down the road you know you set it and forget it and you've got a nice little nest egg for your retirement (laughs) i love that i love that so much thank you so much for sharing your expertise and taking some time out of your very busy schedule to be with us today um last question for you how can we stay in touch with you which where do you like to hang out so we can uh send you a message (laughs) Uh, I am on Instagram at Wealth Confidence 
coaching, wealth.confidence.coaching. Uh, and I'm also on LinkedIn if anyone wanted to send me a message there. Um, and actually Facebook too. So I'm most active on Instagram. And uh, if anyone wanted to book an appointment, uh, they could go to my website. I my email and phone number are there and there's lights to book appointments. And that's wealthconfidencecoaching.com. Awesome. Thank you so much, Sarah. It's such a pleasure speaking with you today. I learned so much. And again, thank you so much for sharing so much about you and what you've been through. And I know that's going to help so many others down, down the road. So thank you so much again. Thanks for having me on. All right. Have a great day. You too. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. If you'd like to join the ranks of inspiring women making waves on this series, or learn more about becoming a VIP member with us, head over to torontoprofessionalwomen.com and get ready to take your career journey up a notch.